to the book of uh, St. John. To the book of St. John. Uh, and we're going to be looking at chapter, uh, chapter number 5, I believe. Uh, the book of St. John, <coughs> chapter number 5. Chapter number 5 in the book of St. John. We're excited about God's word and what God is doing and uh, how the Lord is, is working and he's moving. And um, in spite of everything that we see and in spite of everything that, that we hear, uh, we as the body of Christ, our confidence is in the Lord. Amen. It's, it's in God. It's, it's in God. And we can't do anything outside of that. But learn how to deal with life. We have to learn to deal with the storms that life brings through the power of God. And today we're going to be talking about positioning. We're going to be talking about positioning. Um, it's important as, as we uh, encounter different things and go through different things that we learn to continually position ourselves. Amen. Okay, St. John, chapter number 5. And we're going to begin with verse number one. We've been teaching here. Uh, verse number one, chapter number five in the book of St. John. Verse one says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse two says, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And before we continue, we want to pray. Before we continue, we want to pray. Well, before we continue, let's pray. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, Lord God, for the impartation that you will bring into us and into your people. Now, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you allow me to decrease. And, Father God, we pray that the teacher, who is the Holy Spirit, he will come and he will speak to us and he will direct our path. And Father God, let not one word fall from the table, but Lord, let it fall within our spirits and you be glorified. Hide me now, Lord God, behind the cross. Keep me close to thee, Father God, so I'm able to hear what the Spirit has to say as we move forth into your word. Bless your people, God. And we thank you for it right now. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Talking about positioning. Verse number two says, Now there is at Jerusalem. Jerusalem uh, in the Greek means uh, peace. And so now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. Now the word Bethesda there. It means a house of mercy. It means a house of kindness, a house of favor. So here we are. The setting is that it's placed by this, uh, in the Hebrew tongue uh, in regards to the sheep market. is called a house of mercy, a house uh, of favor. Um, we want to make sure that whenever we position ourselves, we want to remember or that we need to position ourselves right at the hand of mercy where God is. God always moves. <laughs> the word of God says his mercy is new every day. So we want to make sure this is where we're positioning ourselves. Now, in verse number three, it says, In these 
in these, talking about at the house of mercy, uh, at the house of favor, uh, at the house of kindness. It says, now, he said, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. They were blind, they were halt, they were withered, and they're always waiting for the moving of the water. Now, we want to break some of this down. It's when it talks about, I, I found it interesting that it says that around this, this pool, around the, the house of kindness, around the, the house of favor, the house of mercy, there's not a small amount of folk there. In huh. today's life, here it says, there's a multitude of people right here at the house of mercy. So whenever we think this, we're the only one going through, uh-uh. As a multitude going through the same thing. You know, there's a multitude. Because here it says, he says, there is, he's, there's a multitude. And then it says they were impotent folk. Now, when we look at the word impotent, they were without strength. They were strengthless. They were without strength. But even though they were without strength, and even though they were strengthless, they had enough sense where to position themselves. A lot of times, when we're going through, we will not position ourselves at the house of mercy. God, I need some mercy. Uh, come on, y'all. You know, we won't position ourselves at the, the house of kindness. See, as, as we continue to position ourselves, sooner or later, we're going to get what we come for. But if we don't continually go there at that well, we won't get what we come for, right? So, so here it is that they're without hope, that they're strengthless. Then it says they were blind, halt, and withered. Three kind of folk. Now, it's interesting. When I looked at the word blind, naturally, I thought without sight. Well, it was without spiritual sight. Difference. It says, uh, and, and then when I looked at the word blind, the word blind uh, in the Greek here, it means they were inflated with self-conceit. We're talking about folk uh, that, amongst that, that multitude that's around or in about the house of kindness or favor, it says they were inflated with self-conceit, they were high-minded, being lifted up in pride. In other words, you got all kind of folk that's around uh, uh, the house of mercy that's trying to get help. If I'm prideful, I need help, right? So where am I going to go? I need to go to the house of mercy, amen, so God can help me. So, so here it is, we, we see that one kind of people, here they are, they're high-minded, they're lifted up in pride. Then again, it says then there were some that were halt. Now, the word halt, that means to stand in doubt whether to proceed or what to do. It means to hesitate or be in a place of uncertainty. You know, you can be at the house of mercy, you can be at the house of kindness, in the house of favor, and you still can hesitate or you can halt your own deliverance or healing. Can I say it that way? Amen? So, you can, so in other words, you can stand in doubt. In other words, if I keep going to this particular well, am I going to get what I need? Yeah, you're going to get, just keep on pressing. A lot of times we don't like to press forward. See, we have to press forward. We have to continue to put ourselves around where God is moving, where God is healing. Once I had a lady to tell me, she said, always go where God is working. And so if I'm going to go where God is working and God tells me his mercy is new every day, then I need to go to the house of mercy. Amen? I need to be right there where kindness is going to be shown. So here it is that there are people that are sitting there that's in doubt. They don't know whether to go forth or not go forth. Have you anybody been in that situation before? 
you, you, you don't, you're not sure what decision, which direction to go. So, but the thing is, stay at the pool. To just continue to sit there at the pool. Continue to be there. And the third kind was they were withered. In other words, it says they were shrunk. They had not reached. Anytime anything is shrunken, it means that they had not reached uh, uh, their potential or their full potential. Uh, in other words, the flow is not operating. When, when, your flow of, when, the, when the flow of God is not operating, that means you still got to stay at the pool. You got to hang around there. You got to hang around until you can get what you need or what you come for. So then he talks about, now he said, all these type of folk were laying around. Those that wasn't sure, the un, they were undecisive, you know, doubt. If you got doubt, what you want to do, hang around the pool. Amen. Now, then it goes on and says in verse number four, it says, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool, and he troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made a hold of whatsoever disease he had. Now, verse 5 says, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Certain man, he was there, which had an infirmity. He was there for 38 years. Now, let's count the numbers, 38. Let's count the numbers, 38. 38. 3 plus 8 equals what? 11. And when you're going to break down the 11, you got 1 plus 1. That equals what? 2. In other words, what was happening here while he was there at the pool, and, and, and they're so specific about the, the number 38, when you, when you break it down, then you look at the number 2, it talks about, in other words, 2 means covenant. So what had happened was he had become in covenant with his condition. See, we can be in a condition so long we think we're supposed to be there, right? But the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. So how do I understand about being in, in, in covenant? What is it about being in, in, in covenant where he had positioned himself? Now, we need to understand. Let's look at Matthew chapter number 18. Matthew chapter number 18. And we're going to look at about this thing called covenant. That's wrong. It's, we need to be in covenant with what that is, which is right. That's going to bring us to the place of deliverance and healing. Amen. Matthew chapter number 18. And we're going to look at verse number 19. Remember now, here's this man. He has an infirmity. He, he's crippled. He, 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 he's um, uh, full of conceit. He, he, he's um, not certain. He's, he's not sure what he needs to do. He's in doubt. He's hesitant. You know, but now uh, God reveals something about it. You know, that he is in agreement with his situation. Amen. Now, Matthew chapter number 18, verse number 19. It says, again, I say unto you that if how many? Two. Two means covenant. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything. Well, what was he touching? He was touching his, his, his situation, his illness, whatever it was. You know, whatever the situation was, that's what it was touching. Said so that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask, it shall be what? Done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So whenever we come in covenant agreement with whatever the situation and the circumstances that we are faced with, then what happens is it's just like coming in agreement. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just like coming in agreement with the devil. 
you can come, we can come in agreement with Satan too. So if we're not operating with God, that means we're operating with Satan. So when you come in agreement with him, then what happens is you're going to go along with his plan. So at this point, here's this man. He's lying there, and he has come in agreement with his condition. The devil is a stinking lie. I don't care what the situation is. Always go in agreement with God. Find ourselves at a place of mercy. Find out a place where kindness is going to be released to us by the Holy Spirit. Find ourselves in a place of favor. So, but don't stop positioning yourself because you got a condition. Don't, don't, do not do that. Stay in position. When I say stay in position, stay where you're going to get help. Amen. Most times we don't like to get help. But we all need help. What? The Bible says uh, the well does not need a physician. Right? Now, how many of us in here don't have a problem? How many of us in here that does not have a problem? Huh? So that means we all need the physician, right? We all sick, right? So where you go when you sick? To the hospital. The church is a hospital. The church is a hospital. If I got some issues, if I got some problems and I need some help, where am I going to go? I'm going to go where I can get some help. I'm going to the church. I'm not going to run away from the church. The church is the hospital. Just think about it. If you're having a heart attack, wouldn't you be stupid to go to the grocery store? Think about it. Can I make it plain? Can I make it plain? If I'm having a heart attack, I've got to go to the general or I've got to go to Mary Blair. I've got to go to the hospital where they got some medication. I ain't got no business up in the grocery store shopping. I need help. The church is a hospital. So don't run from where you're getting help. Okay? Position yourself. Position. We all got problems. Hello. Hello. We all got them. And if, if anybody else say that they don't have one, they tell them a lie. Thank you. A big one. Amen. We all got them. We all got them. We might want to hide them. We want to, and we might want to cover them up. Ain't <laughs> that right, Mr. Dunn? We'll try to we'll put on the face. Like everything is all right. No, the devil. You know everything ain't all right. But we got a Savior that can help us. Amen. So this man had enough sense to position himself at the pool. A lot of people today are not positioning themselves at the pool. No. No. Now let's go on. Let's continue. You know, he's been, been there a long time. Been in that condition a long time. And we're going to find out why he's been there so long. Amen. We're going to find out why he's been there so long. Now, verse number six says, when Jesus, which is the power and the wisdom of God, when Jesus saw him lie, in other words, he was in that condition, inactivity. You know, this is the way it is, and this is the way it's going to be. That's the mindset. And he knew, Christ knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He said unto him, will thou be made Whole. Will thou be made whole? Jesus, the power of wisdom, God asks the question. Listen, you've been in this condition a long time. Do you want help? When he said, we all be, do you, thou want to be made whole, he meant, do you want help? In other words, what God is saying here, the decision of our deliverance is up to us individually. We have to make a decision. When Jesus looked to him, think about it. Now, here it is, a whole multitude of people. But there's this one that somehow pulled on the Spirit of God and he, he brings him to that place and asks him, seeing that he had been in that condition a long time, sometimes we carry stuff and we don't have to carry stuff. 
for a long time. And so, but the decision and the mindset is up to us, up to us individually. So he had to make a decision. Jesus sees it. He says, will thou be made whole? You would think, well, look, I'm Jesus, listen, man. Hey, I've been, do you not see my infirmity? Do you not see what's really going on? You, you're supposed to be God. Can you not see? Why would you ask me a question like that? He had to move his faith from a different place. See, a lot of times our faith needs to be moved. We have, to, we have to go higher. We can't continue to stay in the same place all the time. So Christ asks him that question. He says, will thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole? The decision falls in our own lap. Okay? Now, verse number 7 says, The impotent man answered him, saying, Sir, here's the problem. Sir, I have no what? That's the problem. That's, that's why we can't get delivered. That's why we can't get healed. That's why the body of Christ and the situation is in. That's why the world is in the condition is in. Why? Because we're looking to man. We're looking to the wrong source. Wrong source. Now, listen, he, say, he says, I have no man, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another step is down before me. Well, they all that got, got situations going on. It says, the Bible says it was a multitude of them. Now, if you need help, and I need help, you know, and they all for themselves. They're like, okay, I'm going in. I need help. Now, let's look at this thing about man. When he says, I have no man, because he has the wrong source. I have no man uh, to put me in, you know, when the water is troubled. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter, I, think, I believe it's Jeremiah chapter number 17. I didn't, I didn't submit this, but Jeremiah chapter number 17. He says, I have no man. Now keep your place in, in, in John chapter 5 because we're going back there. He says, I have no man to put me there, put me in. He got his eyes on the wrong thing. Amen. Jeremiah chapter number 17. Now we're there. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter number 17. Jeremiah chapter number 17. He's looking to the wrong source. When we're looking for healing, we're looking for deliverance, we cannot look to man. we got to look to God. Because we're all looking to the same source. Amen. Now, verse number 5 in chapter number 17, the verse uh, in the book of Jeremiah, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that do what? Trusteth in man. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and make his flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. In other words, his trust is in man and not in God. It's one thing to, 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 to believe in man and, 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 and allow man to, to hear what, what man has to say, but your trust has to be in God. You know, even though we may release a word, at the end of the day, it still goes back on the individual. So he says that has departed from the Lord. So when we depart from, from the Lord, that means we'll trust in man or trust in this man in here. There's <laughs> two, it's two ways to trust now. You can trust the man externally or you can trust these voices that we have on the inside. Because, you know, we're a man too. We can trust in those voices on the inside of us. And when we begin to trust in that and not in God, then we can expect to go in the wrong way, wrong direction. So the Bible says you're cursed. Now verse 6 says, for he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when what comes? 
good. Y'all right there, verse number 6. In, in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 6. When you put your trust in man, well, our own intellect, our own ability, our own wisdom, our own knowledge, this is what the Bible says. He says, uh, for he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. You know, it, good coming your way and you still can't see it. God sends you a blessing you still can't see it because you didn't trust it in yourself. Your own ability. He says, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. He said, but watch this. You can't see good coming. It says, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabit. In other words, since you can't see good coming from God, what you're going to do, you're going to dwell in those dry places in yourself. See, God can say, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. God will send you water, but we refuse to drink. Because we want to choose what fountain we want to come out of. Hello. See, when God sends, sends, sends the, uh, the, the water from the fountain, the, the water to nourish our souls, don't be so stupid to be looking at the fountain and miss the water. I hear you, Holy Ghost. Don't miss your water because you're looking at the fountain. In other words, if I'm the fountain and the water's coming up, forget about this and receive the water. Especially if the water's bringing your blessing. Especially if the water's trying to tell us how to get that good of that dry place on the inside. See, a lot of us keep those dry places on the inside because we refuse to drink from the, from the water that comes out of the fountain. That's still positioning y'all. Okay, now let's go on. Verse number 7 says, Blessed, not cursed now, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope, where the Lord is. If you're going to hope in anything, don't hope in your money because it will go. Do not hope in your friends, your family. You don't hope in none of that. But God says your hope is in the Lord. Amen. Even in the circumstances and the situation our world is faced today, our hope has got to be in the Lord. You can't trust this mess out here. You can't hope in that. Our hope has to be in the Lord. He said when you do it that way, you're blessed. And verse 8 says, I love this. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not what? See when what comes? The heat comes. You see the difference? Can you see the parallel? See, when you don't trust in, 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 in God and you're trusting in man, you, you, you can't see when the good comes when, when you're trusting in man. But when, when you're trusting in God and you're planted by, by the rivers of water, in one place Jeremiah says, what happens then is, uh, even when the heat, in other words, when your dry season comes everywhere else, everywhere else, you still got water. In other words, you're still, you're still green. Huh? You're still flourishing. And can't nobody understand why you're flourishing. And everybody, there's a drought going on. External drought and an internal drought. It's because where you plant it. See, if you deeply rooted and planted in God, the water going to continue to flow. And see, that's where we want to be. He says, you're blessed there. He said, when the heat comes. Oh, my God, my God. He says, he says, and, um, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaves shall what be what? Green. In other words, everybody else can dry up, but you still be growing. I'm talking about a spiritual growth now. <laughs> you know, you see, see, it's one, see, you cannot have a, 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 a physical, but if you're growing spiritually, 
what happens, God will bring what you need right to your door. So you want to continue to grow. You know, everybody, there's a drought going on. There's a drought going on in the church. There's a drought going on in the world. There's a drought going on in every individual. But you don't have to be a part of the drought. And the reason why, if you're planted by the rivers of water, in other words, if your roots are grounded in Jesus Christ, your well will never run dry. Because he said, if you're thirsty, he said, come to me. That's what the book says. Jesus says, if, if you're thirsty and you're hungry for righteousness, it's righteousness sake, he said, he'll fill your well. I mean, I want my well to continually to be filled. Don't know about y'all, but I want, I want it to flow. Amen. I really want my way of the flow because, see, this is such a journey with God that, that when you're on this journey with God, when, when God began to move and, 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 and the Spirit began to flow, the, the, the water of, of God's Word began to flow within you, I mean, it's magnificent things that, that you'll receive from God. But he says, you won't even feel the joy. You can't even, no, not feel, see. You won't even see the heat. But then you're going to be prosperous. You're going to be green. You're going to be growing. And then the Bible says, and shall not be careful, that's crazy here, and be not careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. In other words, drought can go everywhere, all around you, but if you plant it right, God says, you, you will continually yield fruit. In other words, you're going to continue to yield love, kindness, peace, long suffering. See, all these, all these fruits, you'll continue to yield. I mean, God said, here, I'll continue to bless you. If you put your trust in me, in him, it's got to be in him now. Amen. So he said, if you, if you do that, then verse 9 says, wow, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately what? Wicked. Who can what? Know it. That's why on Wednesday night the Holy Spirit asked that question. Can I put my heart in your hands and not, and not be crushed? So, because, see, God says, the word of God says, the heart is wicked. See, that's why you got to guard it. That's why we have to guard our heart because, see, it, it's automatically, it, it has a tendency, just like a baby. When the baby coming up, you don't have to train it or teach it to be bad. It's going to be bad on its own. Think about it. You can tell that child messing with something. You tell it, no. How did it get to know that? How did it get to know to do wrong automatically? And you got to say no. It's in them. It's, it's already in them. You, you know, I'm, I, I almost said get to beat it out of them. <laughs> the Bible does say if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. And then he said if you beat them, they're, they're not going to die. That's what the books, I can only go with what God says in his word. Amen. Because he made this flesh. Amen. Some of them young folks say, oh, I wish she hadn't went there. Amen. But the Holy Spirit did. Amen. Amen. So, so we like time we like to skip over certain things in the Bible. Amen. Amen. But no, we got to take it all. The bitter with the sweet. Amen. Because, by the way, it don't last long. We think it lasts long when we're getting it. But later on, it eases off. Amen. Now, let's go back to John. Chapter number 5. Let's go back to John. Let's go back to John. St. John chapter number 5. Go back. Now, he, he, he's, he's at a place, and God acknowledges, and he reveals his problem. His problem is he has put his faith and trust in the wrong source. That's verse number 7. Now, he talks about how somebody else steps in before him. Now, watch what Jesus does, the power and the wisdom of God. In verse number 8, Jesus says unto him three things. He says, rise. Hmm. He says, rise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Take up thy bed and walk. Jesus gives him a command, even though he saw his condition. 
He gives him a command. First thing he says, he says to rise. Now what does that word rise mean? You, you, rising is to reposition yourself. You have to reposition yourself. Because see, he's in that condition. Remember that when for Jesus first seen him, he said he, he saw him lying in that condition? We got, got to change the mindset. Now, the word rise there is, it means to gather one's faculties, to rouse oneself from sleep, obscurity, or inactivity. To gather one's faculties. In other words, get your mindset right. Be renewed in your mind. You see, the most times, that's why the Bible says, we, um, be not, um, we got to be transformed, uh, be ye renewed in, in our minds. We have to be renewed. The first thing that has to be renewed is the mind. And, and see, the way we think, the way we do things. You know how you continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over the same way, and you still get the same results. So that means the mind has to be renewed. So he tells him, first of all, he said, what you got to do, you got to get up. You got to reposition yourself. You got to gather your 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 your, your faculties. You got to gather your mindset. You got to uh, 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 come out of that slumber. Come out of that sleep. And come out of inactivity. Ooh, he was comfortable by just laying there doing nothing. He was comfortable. Thirty-eight years. He was in covenant. He was comfortable. He said, "Come out of that inactivity. Change the mindset." This is a command. It's, it, wasn't, it wasn't optional. You know, optional means you can or you can't. You don't have to. But what Jesus did, Jesus gave him a command. He said, if you want to come up out of this condition, you've got to follow what I tell you to do. Now, how many of us like to follow what Jesus tells us to do? Don't raise our hand and let's not say anything. Amen. You know, because we do have a recording angel now. You know, how many of us, you know, Especially when it goes against our flesh. When it goes against our flesh, when it's, it, it, this flesh here, because the flesh has an appetite too. Then now the second thing it says, Jesus tells him to do, he says to take up thy bed. Take up thy bed. Anytime we're going to take up something, take up something, we have to bring it into ourselves. Take, it, it requires force. Take up your bed. It requires some force. What is he taking up? The bed. That bed is where he's so comfortable in. He's, see, sometimes we just get too comfortable. And when we get too comfortable, we're willing to stay in that condition. So Jesus says, you've got to take up your bed. In other words, you've got to have some, put some force behind what you want. So what he needed and what he desired was to be healed. But he couldn't, he could not use the same thing he'd been doing all the time because he was still getting the same results. You know, he was looking to man for his deliverance when he should have been looking to God. So, so Jesus said, now you, you take up nothing with some force. You got to receive. He would not have been healed if he had not received it in his mind. See, in order to bring about change in our life, you got to have a, a, a renewed mind. You, your mind had to be changed. We can say, or anyone can say something that's all day long. Until there's a change in the mind, it will continue to happen. Until it's received into the mind. That's why Jesus said, renew your mind. Be ye, be ye transformed. you got to renew your mind. So he had to take up that bed. He had to renew that mind. Allow the changes to come into his mind. When the changes come into his mind, then those old things are passed away. And behold, all things are brand new. 
Okay? All right. Then the next thing he tells him to do, then he says, walk. Huh. Walk. He tells him to rise, gather your thoughts now, because I'm, I'm getting ready to get you to do something. Take, take up your bed, you know, change that mindset, bring it into you. Then he says, walk. You have some things but taken by force. Now he's talking about walk. Walking is a movement. He said, walk. Movement, but you have to have proof of ability. See, walking is, is, is a movement, but and it also has a proof that you really have the ability to do it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for correcting that. Well, how do I know that? Let's look at Romans chapter number 7. Look at Romans chapter number 7. Romans chapter number 7. We almost done. Almost. Almost. Romans chapter number 7. Walking. Movement. Walking is proof that you can do it. You do have the ability. You have the ability. Amen. Now, Romans chapter number 7. Let's look at verse number 18. Are we there? Romans chapter 7, verse number 18. Verse 18 says, For I know that in me, Paul is talking now, but it's something else I, I want, the Holy Spirit wants us to see. Amen. He says, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, not in the spirit now, but in his flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to do what? What's that word? I want everybody to make sure we're all there. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Colon. For to will, because we start again. For to will is what? Present. In other words, the will was present. The will to, 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 to be healed or delivered was present on the inside. See, the will was there. He says, for to will is present with me, but how to perform it? Huh? That which is good, I find not. In other words, what was going on, he wasn't properly, he wasn't working fully to his total capacity. You know, uh, in other words, he says, even though the will is there on the inside, I don't know how to perform it. I, I don't know what to do. I got the, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. I got this issue. I know the will for me to be healed or me to be delivered is within me, but I don't know how to perform it. I don't know how to carry it out. Answer, answer. God always leaves us an answer. Let's drop down to verse number 25. Let's drop down to verse 25 in Romans chapter 7. Are we there? Verse 25 says, I thank who God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. With the mind, you serve in the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. So the will is present. How to perform it, I don't know. But there's another person in the equation. And his name is Jesus Christ. That's the other part of the See, a lot of times we, we leave out the, the one that can solve the problem. You know, we go do everything else. I need to do this. I need to do this. But we never bring Jesus into the equation, the one that knows how to solve the problem. He's the problem solver. He says, Your will, the will to do right is there. It's present on the inside. But if you, if you catch hope to the law of God, Jesus Christ, what God says, what Christ says, he says, I'll help you perform it. I'll show you how. He says, I'll show you. If the will was there, watch, watch, watch what happened. Let's go back to John 5. Let's go back to John 5. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
This is tells him now. But no, said, so listen. You, you, he, Jesus said, he said, let him know, said, the will is there. You can do this thing. But you could add me to the equation. A lot of times we don't want to add Christ to the equation. And that's why we don't get deliverance. That's why we don't get healing. Because we want to do it every other kind of way so we don't want to do it Jesus' way. Amen. Amen, lights. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Verse number 9 says, watch what happens when you put Jesus in the equation. Verse number 9 says, what? And what? Immediately. And immediately the man was what? Made whole. Why? Because he added Jesus into the equation. See, the missing antidote, the missing medication was, was there. See, what's happening, what was missing was what we needed to get healed with. So, so Jesus says, you, you receive the command that I give you. You, you, you. you gather your thoughts, renew your mindset. He says, reposition yourself. Stay there, reposition yourself, but bring me into the equation. And he, oh, my Holy Spirit. And he never stepped in the pool, did he? He never stepped in the pool. He got healed right there. Why? When? When he had a different mindset. When his mindset changed, that's when the healing came. Because, see, then he brought Christ into the equation. He, Christ told him, said, get up. He gave him a command. Get up out of that, get up out of that pity party. You've been here for, my God, 38 years? You've been in covenant with this mess a long time. And all you needed was a mindset change. That's all that was needed. Then the Bible said, immediately, immediately, immediately. And immediately the man was made whole. Then he took up his bed. And then he did what? And he walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath, which is the day of rest. Then verse 10 says, Then Jesus therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. Is it not lawful for thee to carry that bed? Listen, you can get healed any time God said you can get healed. See, that, that, that's, that's a bunch of mess. That's a bunch of foolishness. Whenever Christ is on the scene and we allow him to do what he needs to do in us, everything can change automatically just like that. Why? Because Jesus Christ is in the equation. We, we, mm, Holy Spirit, help me. We like to bring Jesus down on a low level when we are serving a supreme being. See, his problem was he was looking to man as his source. That's why he couldn't get healed. That's why, we, we, the, the, that's why the world cannot be healed or the body of Christ cannot operate and move the way Christ intended for it to operate or to move uh, and have movements. It's because we have put man as the source and not Jesus. Oftentimes I refer back to this, and, 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 and Chair Deacon made mention of it this morning. I had no idea it was going to bring this right now. But I, at one point I was in, in, in services, and they said, uh, let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. And they went tap, 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 tap. We're talking about Jesus, right? And then when the pastor walked out, and they said, let's give the man of God a hand clap of praise. I mean, the roof went off the building. They had their trust in the, the devil is a lie. Here, we will tell you right quick, you serve the same God I do. He lives up in you just like he lives up in me. We, we put on our clothes the same way you do, and we got to rely on the same one called Jesus Christ. Now, if you're going to start putting your trust in us, oh, you, you got a rude awakening, baby. You got a bad rude awakening. 
Because we got flaws just like y'all got. Amen. Hello. Amen. We got them just like y'all got. Amen. Amen. So the main thing is we got to understand. When they did that, I'm like, wait a minute. What's wrong with this picture? This man didn't die for you. Jesus Christ died for you. And you know what the sad part is? It's still going on. Still going on. Still going on. Can you imagine how Jesus feel? He went to the cross, piercing his hands, crown of thorns on his head. They nailed him to that cross. He bled. They beat him. And then there's somebody else called man that, 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 that fell in the garden of Eden, taking his glory. Can you imagine how Jesus feels? But yet, he still allows us to lay around the house of mercy. He still allows us to lie around the house of kindness. He still blesses us. He still loves us. Yet we rob him of his glory. That hurts. If it hurts me, I know it hurts him. But we got to learn to position ourselves. I don't care what your problem is, and we're done. It's going to go put further, but we're done. No matter what your problem is, what your, what your situations are, stay at the proof. Stay there until you get healed. Stay there until you get deliverance. But remember this. If you don't position yourself the way Christ said, then we'll never get what we need. We'll never get it. He had to reposition, really, the mind. The mind. It's the vehicle that the spirit wants flows through. See, the mind is nothing but a vehicle. The spirit just flows. It's important, y'all. Stay positioned. Stay there. Stay positioned. A multitude. And never think, thank you, Holy Spirit. Never think you're the only one going through this. Never think that. Never think that. Never think that. The Bible says it was a multitude of them. You think we're the only one? No, baby. You ain't the only one. You ain't the only one. There's a multitude hanging around. And they're all trying to do the same thing that we're doing. We're trying to get through. Amen. We're trying to get through. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I want to make sure they cut, they end the uh, uh, streaming live so it won't continue to go on. Last week it continued to go on. So we need to make sure it's ended. Hopefully they can hear me that uh, it ended with the message ended. Because uh, thereafter we can continue to hear everything else that's going on in the service. And we have ended the message that God wants the people to have. Amen. Have us to have. 